0: Who the bloody hell's that? Morning, Age. Oh, Anthony. How are you? I'm really well. How are you? <laughs> Come on in. I will do, thank you.
1: Did that sound staged? Just a little, he's no, it
0: fine. No, will be fine,
1: yeah. I'm going to embrace the whole lounge pant thing next time I'm going to put my University of New Hampshire lounge pants on. You should we'll indeed. You're listening to The Corona Diaries, a sometimes random and often irreverent attempt to understand the psyche of singer Steve Hogarth. Actually, we can start at this point. <laughs> we can start at this point, because actually this Good. bit from now in, we'll leave our business transactions out of it. Yes. Let's... On the subject of, uh, hmm. there's that documentary on this week about the painter, the Mamiya.
0: Oh, Vermeer! yeah, I think Is that's it? on
1: this week. I saw it in the in the culture magazine on when I got back.
0: Oh, I'll have a look at that.
1: Uh, Do you know
0: it's funny you should mention Vermeer because he did a painting called "Woman in a Red Hat," and it's like a flat, fluffy hat she's wearing um, and I bought a book in the museum uh, the of the Vermeer exhibition, and there's a detail of this woman's face. On the front of the book Right And we passed a woman yesterday As we got off the M1 Who looked like that woman And I was saying to Lynetta That woman there The one who looks a bit strange Because I've been staring at her for the last two minutes She looks exactly like the woman with the red hat In the Vermeer painting And Lynetta went Oh really? Because I don't think she knew what I was talking about frankly She just knew I'd been staring at this other woman At length um. Anyway, isn't it funny how those things happen The other thing that happened that was really odd yesterday As we drove down the M1 from Leicester uh, Coming back home Um, Was that we passed Watford Gap services Which you do Well you do, always Whenever I pass Watford Gap services I think of Roy Harper Because he wrote a song called Watford Gap That went Watford Gap, Watford Gap plate of grease and a load of crap and that was the that was the opening the lines of his Watford Gap song and Watford Gap I think the Blue Boar or whoever it was Watford Gap took exception to this song and sued him for defamation you know because he was quite a he was a recording artist and he was putting out this message that they were rubbish and they took exception to it so I was thinking all this, just quietly to myself, as I often do when I pass Watford Gap, when a black Range Rover went past and the registration was Roy. And I thought, what's the chances of that? That's Ooh. a chance in a million. I'm thinking about Roy Harper. And this this thing's just gone by. This is Roy on it.
1: Ooh. That's a bit when, spooky, isn't it?
0: it? That happens to me all the time, and spooky, weird shit like that. Mm. Just... You know it's not in my mind because i'm it, um, it's, it's I'm happened. watching it happening, you mm. know, but that was a bit spooky, and then it was a bit spooky seeing the the woman in the red hat driving a car who wasn't wearing a red hat but was the woman in the red hat
1: right, okay, I was gonna come back to the woman in the red hat in a minute i'll 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 go with Roy first, well, mm. not Roy, but do you think because those things happen to you all the time, they don't happen to somebody else at all? I think they... I don't know. Because somebody could have a life where know, none of that I, shit ever happens to them.
0: Well, yeah, I nearly tried to answer that question then. You did, is, didn't you? It's an absurd question and doesn't deserve an answer. How the fuck do I know if, if it doesn't happen to anyone at all?
1: Well, it was, it was just a theoretical <laughs> thing, you know, based it's on just... the fact that... It's a buses just, thing, isn't it? It's uh, no buses and three or one. You at once. just
0: want me to look even stupider than everybody already knows I am. By by oh. going, Yes, yes, Aunt. I bet there are people out there for whom that never happens.
1: Well, I think there are. Oh, all right. You I think, think I've I've got theirs. Something um, strange happened to me at Leicester as well, but I'll get uh, to that. Let's go back to your to your red hat and your woman. So you said there was this woman. As we got off the M1, there was this woman, mm. and I stared at her for two minutes.
0: Yeah, because she looked exactly not well. Yeah, exactly like the woman in Vermeer's "Woman with the Red Hat." Right, and where were you then? I was driving. Right, and where was she?
1: She was driving in the car next next to us. Oh, on the dual carriageway. Yeah. So As you we were. Have... So basically, you should have been driving, but instead you'd craned <laughs> your neck round, and you were staring. And no wonder she thought you were odd. Yeah, no, she she did look a bit. It's on the roundabouts on that bit of road.
0: You're looking at me. She looked a bit like that after a while. Right. (laughs) What's your fucking problem, boy? Um, yeah, it's a good job it wasn't Kenny Noy. He'd have been out and stabbed me. But fortunately, it was just a woman who looked like a woman in a red hat. Right. Okay. From the was... Two kind of interesting happenstances on the way back from Leicester.
1: Okay, well, well, let me throw one in your general direction then of weird things. So, mm. have you heard of a TikToker? You won't have, because uh, I hadn't. Um, but he does these these little videos, and it's based around Casper the dog.
0: Mm. Not oh, Casper
1: the ghost. Casper the dog.
0: Right. No, I think you've mentioned a couple of things there that are lost on me. Okay. Um, Basically, the whole of TikTok for a kickoff and whoever Casper the dog is.
1: Okay, well, I don't get TikTok either. Uh, uh, and I'm certainly not going to suggest we take to TikTok to start publicizing TCD because um, I just don't understand it. Um, hmm. But there's this thing called Casper the dog. And basically what happens is this this chap has three dogs and they all he videos them while they're all jumping around and then he does a voiceover. All right. And he tells little stories, and all the dogs chime in and chime out. And it was and it was Vicky Hurst who told me all about this. Mm, the Baroness? And the Baroness mm. was telling me all about this, because apparently I sound like the bloke in the video.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I've listened to it, mm. and there's a bit of something in it. Uh-huh. Well, she was convinced it was me. Is it you? No. Are you,
0: are you, it's not a double bluff. Or
1: no, Alison's allergic to dogs. Oh, okay. Well, she's allergic enough. to dog hair.
0: Yeah, but you might be having some secretive second
1: life. One of these things where I live somewhere for three days a week where and somewhere go, else for another four. Uh, yeah,
0: I'm just popping to work now, darling, and you pop to this other house full of dogs.
1: <laughs> I'm now disappointed I don't. <laughs> That sounds ever so much more exciting than my life. I did a bit of a motley laugh
0: there. You just, did? Just with the dog theme.
1: Yes. Nice little wheeze. <laughs> I thought it was hay fever. Shall we start anyway? Oh have we not started yet? Well we have, but shall we put the shall we put the, the water in?
0: I think it's the last remnants of a chest infection, frankly.
1: Right. I was hoping that the last remnants of the <laughs> chest infection will get coughed all over the front row on, on, on Sunday night. I should have said I, th-
0: <laughs> I think it's the last remnants of a chest infection, Motley. That's what I meant to say, but I said Frankly instead. But never mind. Right. Never mind. Who's Frankly? He's Motley's younger <laughs> younger
1: brother. Think a less wheezy brother. <laughs> 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 I hope Frank is ever so well spoken. <laughs> Compared with Armotley.
0: They call him Frank for short, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Well you would, <laughs> wouldn't you? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Frankly's a great name. I I think I'm gonna campaign for uh, for that for my latest grandson. Call him Franklin Oil. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I've just had a horrible thought. I haven't started my recording, but it doesn't matter, we we'll use the zoom. It's fine. <laughs> Have you started yours? Of course I have. Oh, I'll use the Zoom. I'm just about to sound teachers, a lot better than I did a minute pet, ago. I'd have got you an
0: apple. Yeah.
1: Go on then. Now you're, right.
0: uh, you're hi-fi.
1: Now I'm improper. Right, what is it? 161?
0: 161.
1: Yes, One six one. yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Hello and welcome to chapter 161 of the Corona Diaries. <laughs> oh, you
0: sound so much nicer now. You sound somehow brighter and more... You know, first generational.
1: First, oh yes, all that first generational stuff. Do you know what? As well, <clears throat> I'm got a cough now. It's not uh, a chest you know infection, is it? No, no, no. It's been, it's been, yeah, passed through. Um, we do say Corona Diaries, don't we? We start off every episode. Just, just. Yes. So I know that I know we do the slip into the TCDs thing. Sorry, Lucy, but we do actually say it properly at least once. Yes,
0: yes, yes. we do. Well, will we'll say it twice today, just to try and make up the deficit. Okay, for do you old want to times' do it? sake. What? What? Mentioned the Corona Diaries, on the Corona Diaries.
1: Oh, boom, just boom. To, to try. So, where do you want to start? The... Should we talk a bit about Leicester? We can
0: talk about anything you like, Anthony.
1: Let's talk a bit about Leicester.
0: Yeah, let's.
1: Because like, quite a lot went pre- off, didn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, give me an example.
1: Well, you got up and, and did a song with Still Marillion for a start. Should we start there? Yeah, that, that, that was hell freezing over, I suspect. But there we are, I did. Their singer had to, a family emergency, I believe.
0: Martin D's dad was extremely ill. In fact, I think they thought they were going to lose him. I think he's, you know, very old now. And Sir Martin had been called away. Um, which kind of scuppered them somewhat, being as is their singer. And they were trying to find ways to get round it and inviting people up out of the crowd to sing and whatnot. And so um, um, Mike Barton press-ganged me on uh, Saturday night, after the Saturday night show, he said, why don't you get up and do a song? It'd be so cool. And la, 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 no, Martin can't do it. And his dad's not well and all of that. And I said, oh, blimey. That's a shame, is it? I'll, I'll get up and do something. So I got up and did something. And in the end, I just got up and sang Easter and cleared off again. But um, that that was it. They don't know a lot of the new stuff. I think they're... they're uh, knowledge only really stretches to halfway through Holidays in Eden, and then stops. Um, but I quite fancied doing King and the Great Escape, but the the colour drained out of the cheeks somewhat when I suggested it. So we did Easter.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I I went along with you, and they were a little non-committal, weren't they? <laughs> with everything that you were throwing forward as suggestions. <laughs>
0: Well, I was going to suggest Happiness is the Road because even Marillion can't play that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like the idea of you going to a tribute band to suggest all the things you'd like to play that Marillion themselves don't want to go anywhere near.
0: <laughs> well, you never know. you know. I'm sure some of the there are tribute bands out there that are better than the real thing.
1: Well, I thought it was a, a jolly special little experience.
0: Oh, good. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad that was, you know, I, well, at least nobody was expecting me to show up and sing with me, sing sing with, I oh, nearly said with my own tribute band, but it's not really my tribute band, is it? It's more oh. a tribute band to the work of the former singer than than uh, the current one, um, which probably makes it even stranger, in a way.
1: And what was quite fun was that Mike collected you, didn't he? Chauffeured you round. He did, bless him, yeah. In his in his like it's like it was like a, a mobile brothel, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was great. Nicer than my car.
1: Yeah, all black and red leather.
0: Mm, yeah, no, very nice. Very mm. nice sort of black and red leathery interior, customized Range Rover thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's uh you think he's taking a little bit of a cut off your merch?
0: Uh, he wouldn't make that kind of money off my merch. <laughs> I, I, do, I don't know who, who else's merch he's doing. Who merch he's, doing? <laughs> I hope he's doing a bit of Queen's merch on the side.
1: <laughs> Queen's merch, <laughs> I saw him scurrying away with a handful of bookmarks. That's where it's all coming from. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, you know, I could get him a new hubcap with that, maybe. <laughs>
1: I like that as an idea the other thing I was going to say to you that was very special by the way I thought that was a really nice little you know nice little thing thank you yeah
0: but rare
1: yeah I mean it would have probably been slightly even more of a surprise for everybody there had we not had to walk past the entire queue of people trying to get in
0: yeah but they might have thought we were going around the corner for a kebab
1: yes is there a subway around the corner (laughs) there was something
0: you, I found that a lot with Leicester, that there was something around the corners.
1: Oh, there's always something around the mm. corner in Leicester. There, yeah, there is. Well, I mean, championship football now. <laughs> oh
0: dear, don't start.
1: Well, you got rather pilloried on stage for that, didn't you?
0: <laughs> I've probably said something, tonight. I? Oh, Lord.
1: <laughs> there, was a, there was a particularly indignant Foxes fan, I believe, on the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Lord. I did, I did. Yeah. I, he, he tried to get a bit of a chant going, but nobody else was having it, were they uh, really?
0: No, well, there, there weren't that many people from Leicester, at Leicester, were there? I, I mean, if I'd no. have thought there was a few hundred of them, I don't think I'd have mentioned it for fear of getting lynched.
1: No, you probably would have had to have put a too soon in at the end, wouldn't you? <coughs> bearing, bearing in mind it had been about an hour and a half. <laughs> but, yeah. but there we are. I know I was going to wave at you, hang on.
0: Oh, blimey. I didn't know
1: that was coming. Oh, put it back in your trousers and get, I that, will do. get that flag out. I, I will do. I didn't know that was coming. Somebody passed me that just before, just before the levers, and said you're going to need that. Yeah, I had no idea that
0: was going to happen. That was a complete uh, secret, well kept, because it came as a, you know, a bit like the finger lights when they all did that a few years back. We had no idea it was going to happen until it happened. So that was quite moving, really, seeing all those Ukraine flags flying, um, you know, on the old, we, we come we, we come together, we're all one tonight. That was beautiful.
1: It was, and it made especially beautiful by the fact that all the confetti was red love hearts, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was. So that, was
1: that was really nice. If you see some imagery of that, it's really, really great with all the Ukraine flags. It was really, really, really nice.
0: Mm. No, somebody sent me a photograph. Uh, I've seen a still of it. It was lovely. Anne Marie did it again. She took an amazing photograph of me at one point. Um, There's an, an incredible shot. I don't, and I've, I just can't imagine how she, she does it. She just catches these moments where the, the lights look like they're radiating from me. I look like I'm in space with all of these uh, blobs of light. Um, which must be on the back screen, but don't look like they're on the back screen. They look like they're all around me, um, and I'm I'm just you know po- posing and pouting and
1: looking very rock and roll. Um, was, was that the one where you were pointing at her? Mm. It's an incredible photograph.
0: No, I mean, it's up there with you know. Show me a better rock and roll photograph than that. You, there can't be many.
1: No. Not as an on-stage rock and roll photograph. No, ah. uh, it was. I think I don't know if she took that first night, but it was unbelievable when I saw that.
0: Mm. Yeah, quite. But then she took
1: an incredible one of the balloons.
0: Oh, I've seen that where they don't even quite look real. Is it that one? Mm. Or is that? Her? Yeah, she's she's got it. Blimey, she knows what to do with the camera. But, but it's it's to do at the moment, isn't it? Just. It's that combination of knowing exactly how the equipment works, you know, and, and how to set it and you know, depth of field and all of that boring stuff. And, and at exactly the moment to press the shutter, to press, you know, yeah. to, to, to have that instinct of kind of fishing for, for a beautiful and extraordinary moment and just, just grabbing it as it happens and
1: framing it.
0: I mean, it's, it's a lot of things at once that you've got to get exactly right.
1: Mm. She is unbelievable. She's mm. absolutely. And to your point, it's like, how do you get the time to do that? Because when she was taking the photos on stage, and I watched her a couple of times taking a few things from off stage, and she just seems to just press the button.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. She, it's effortless, isn't it? You, you, yeah, well, you I,
1: don't see her doing that kind of changey bit thing.
0: Yeah, that tends to happen with with photographers who aren't that good. If you see them fiddling about a lot and, oh, and, ah, uh, and, mm, yeah, mm, oh, I'll just, oh, hang on a sec, I, just, I think I just need the... That's because they're basically bluffing to some extent. Right. The ones who really know what they're doing. I mean, over the years I've been photographed a lot and you can tell when they know what they're doing. You know, There's a different feeling that comes off them. Um, and they usually tell you what to do, you know, head down a bit, out a bit. Mm. Move to the left a bit. You know, and you think, Oh, this this one knows exactly what they're doing. Mm. Um, and it's great. And the, the 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 slightly more insecure ones don't don't really like to tell you what to do, you know. Um and so even they're looking down the lens and they're thinking, Well his chin's too far down, they haven't they they haven't got the guts to say, You can't lift your head up a bit again. <laughs> So you, you you get to know over the years The ones You know The brilliant ones I've been photographed by A handful of brilliant people In my time But only a handful It was a guy called Nick Knight Who photographed the Europeans And you could just tell That he was brilliant mm. And of course Not long after that He was I mean he's like a megastar now he, he, he does Vogue covers And what not You know um, there's the great Jill Firmanovsky, worked with her quite a bit. Um, and then, um, who else brings to mind? Oh, Neil Van Ipperen, who then moved to Bogota. I don't know, I lost touch with him after he went to Colombia. But he was a genius, you know, just a genius. And he shot the You Dinosaur Thing video. Um, and Anne-Marie Forker. uh, might be
1: the best of the lot mm. she is incredible and we, we we must get her on here we oh yeah sh- about i'm it.
0: sure she'd love to come on
1: yeah we must make we must make that happen which yeah. actually then makes me think is there a is there a book there at some point is there a kind of would you like to do a collection of images that have been taken of you over the years and i don't mean that in a vain way if that makes sense because there are some incredible photographs
0: well it's it's hard not to appear vain. <laughs>
1: well, no, but there are plenty of books with photos in them. It's not all about me, you know. But here's a well, here's no, a, well a there's photo book a shortage
0: of, of me. Um, no, then what well, well, would be? It would be a great vanity project to, to you know, to have all my favourite photographs of myself. I mean, there would, it wouldn't be a very thick book, but you know what, there was right, would a pamphlet, look great then. <laughs> <laughs> little program
1: (laughs) I think you could treat yourself to a little pamphlet
0: (laughs) well I could do a book that has all the worst photographs of me in as well you know just to balance it up you know two halves yeah exactly you get halfway through and then there's just all these awful photographs of you gurning and looking 15 stone heavier than you are and all of that or dressed as a pantomime dame 40 years older um, yeah. Well, it's a thought, but mm. we should definitely have Anne Marie on for a natter. Um, in her soft Northern Irish brogue, it's really, it's a really soft accent she has. It's barely there, but you can hear it.
1: See, I've never spoken to her, so I've never heard her talk.
0: I think she grew up in Belfast. She grew up in amongst right. the troubles, and um, so yeah, she told me a, a really moving story about. I think she was on her way to school one day when she heard Easter the first time and she said it was just um, really um, transformative for her. And I was so moved to hear that because, you know, I'm not Irish. I wasn't there. and It's a bit like Good Gaza, you know, I, I occasionally knock these these lyrics off. When I say knock them off, it sounds like I don't think about them. I, I think about them a lot. But I still agonise at the end What right have I got to be Commenting on this And so when I meet someone From on the ground As it were And and, and they say it was right it's, so, it, it's such a relief It's so emotional To, to know that I haven't offended anyone
1: hmm. Well we'll get her on And the other person I spoke to about coming on While I was there was Tim We need to get Tim on as well don't we
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe we should have them both on at once. The the uh, the you know the 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 master of the still image and the master of the moving image on together.
1: Because mm. Mm, he's he's fairly impressive as well.
0: Now, is what he's doing. I mean, he's 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 particularly brilliant at um, editing. That's his thing, you know. Because when you was when you're making a movie. It's all in the edit, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do your best to shoot and frame and, you know, get, get good performances and good takes. But the art is in the edit, you know, of, 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 of really keeping a, something moving forward. I guess it's different with um, rock and roll because then the art is, is, is in editing it in such a way that it remains exciting you know and, and having the close ups at the right time and the wides at the right time and being on the guitarist at the right time and being on the singer at the right time and and knowing when to leave one alone and move on and Tim has a really good good instinct for that
1: yes definitely somebody else we need to we need to get on here um on back to the balloons just briefly back to the balloons just briefly
0: just briefly a lot of bees.
1: Were there more than you were expected? Were they because they <laughs> seemed to, they seemed to just fly straight back at the stage.
0: <laughs> they were persistent.
1: They were, weren't
0: they? <laughs> Sorry, I was overtaken by a spasm on the word "persistent." There. <laughs> they were. They were uh, persistent balloons, and and whenever you kick them out, they seem to come straight back immediately. They just bounce off the nearest thing and come back to you. And I I know it pissed Pete off. He was getting really About them, you know, I don't give a monkeys, you know, but, um, What is interesting with balloons is, is is, you know, they're all kind of released at this really good moment in a song, and then you get the song finished and you move into some other moody thing, and you've still got these bloody pink balloons bouncing off the side of your head, you know, and you're trying to be mean and moody. That's, that's a bit. I mean, during an ordinary show, that would kick piss me off a bit, but 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 at a convention, everything's sort of. You know, there's so much good humour and love out there. It, it it doesn't matter.
1: I I did notice Pete getting slightly riled, <laughs> and of course they were very big balloons, weren't they? <laughs> they were big balloons. They probably seemed slightly more of a threat to Pete. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm not. I'm not going to take the piss because I'm not exactly not? six foot three no. myself.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Oh, you've frozen up now. You've frozen up in a very kind of jovial... jovial. Jo- you've <laughs> you got a great grin. I'm going to screenshot that and just, just for later so I can show it to you. Because you've frozen up in a really good way. We'd better hang up, aren't we? I'm going to hang up on you. I'm leaving the meeting. Now, I am... I'm going to the WhatsApp and I'm clicking on the link again. Oh, Steve, that's not it. That's it. That's it. And I'm clicking on the allow. I'm allowing it. Oh, we're connecting. Join. I'm joining. I'm joining in. <laughs> Ants Shorts Zoom meeting. Host has joined. We'll let them know you're here. Zoom, it says. Except that it isn't. Mmm. Mm. <laughs> right, what shall we do? Farm tech support. Turn it off and on again. Back in a minute.
1: Have you got any idea what happened there?
0: Well, you froze up uh, in a really jovial sort of pose, John Bon Jovial. You were John um, Bon Jovial. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you were you you were John uh, for quite a while, and you were uh, you were you were yeah you were frozen up. Um, you you had to hold on to what you'd got. And you froze up as John Bon Jovial. and uh, and so I carried on talking for a while until I realised you weren't moving. And the thing is, we were halfway there. So then I took it. A... <laughs> so then I, t- I took a screenshot of you in your John Bon Jovial mode, and and I think I texted it to you, didn't I? You did. It was beautiful. So... So there you were. Um, I, on the other hand, just looked a bit confused. Um, but I was going, "Are you there? Are you there? I'm still recording." But
1: I think you had a bit of a, an outage as the Americans. Well, call I'm it still now. out. I'm still out. So we've now we've now gone to. I'm using. You're on my phone now, so you're normally big on a screen, and now you're really weenie and really small. Uh. <laughs> um, well, you know. I'm
0: big. I'm very close up, but you do have to get very close.
1: How far away are you? <laughs> oh, dear. I ought. Do you know what I feel like I ought to do, just for context? I wish I got a couple of balloons. I could just... <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: 161
1: uh 161 has, has descended into chaos, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, well, it's definitely descended into... A, a good di- yes, chaos yes, is the word, chaos. isn't it? I, I was trying to think of another one, but there isn't one.
1: No, it's Wipes wandered it. a bit. It's wandered a bit technically. That's all. So, so just as a recap, then, because I've just been messing around with the bits of audio while you were, because you've been reading the diary, haven't you?
0: Yeah, I thought, well, I might as well make use of the time. So I was back in the foothills of the Andes, mm. with with my teeth mm. broken off, which is what mm, happens. Oops. On a we'll Sunday
1: come to that. Foot <laughs> we'll come to that. Yes. Yes, we'll come to that. So you were doing that, I was trying to sort of twine together bits of Zoom audio and bits of properly recorded audio. So the beginning's going to sound all over the place, but that's fine. It's um, fine. Well. You could tell it's post weekend come down. Maybe this is why you and I shouldn't attend events at the same time.
0: We shouldn't attend events at the same time. No, because then they'll realise that, that there's two of us, that, that that we do exist, and it's not just me doing the funny voice.
1: Yeah. Like Casper oh, the dog.
0: There is an ant, you know. People are now saying.
1: <laughs> we also. Just thought, <laughs>
0: we just thought it was him doing a Heckman Dwight accent all this yeah. time, but, but no,
1: yeah. there's a real ant. That would have been impressive because of how often we talk over each other. That's that's like, that's proper... What's the thing with the dummy? Ventriloquism.
0: Ventriloquism, yeah, where you do it whilst drinking a glass of water. Or mm. milk. Milk, Or milk.
1: Whereas you can talk sort of, you know, Midlands-y, Southerny and Heckman-Y-Key at the same time. That's,
0: now that's tricky. Yeah. Well, I can't. That's the point. That... No, there is an ant. I'm talking
1: there to him a, now. Right. There is an ant. <laughs> Which actually has then got me onto something. You you don't have much of an accent, do you?
0: Well, I do, but nobody knows what it is. People people often say to me, you know, what, what's that accent? Where, they, they, they struggle to place it. Some people, I mean, don't, I'm just saying what people have said. So this may sound stupid, right. but if it is, it's not because I'm being stupid. I'm just telling you what people have said to me, which may be stupid. But they've 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 asked me if I'm Australian. Americans sometimes have asked me if I'm Australian. I've been asked if I'm Irish, um, because I haven't I haven't got an accent. I've just got this mixture between. I've never lost the rust fast thing, so I've got the northern, the hard U and the hard A, which I, I can't bring myself to say bath. I just no. can't. well, it's wrong. Uh, well, it is wrong, and and so I've 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 not been able to do that. But most of my northern Geraint-carb-ness <laughs> that I used to have from growing up in Donny <laughs> has has faded away and was mm. it, it replaced. Um, quite early on, was replaced by a Glaswegian because I, I was in the Europeans and they were a Glasgow band. Um, and I never picked up the accent, but when I went back to Donny, my dad said he could hear he could hear it in the way that my voice rose and fell. It was rising and falling like a Scottish, like a Scottish person, uh, more than. Um, <laughs> and he'd say I can tell you with a bunch of glass because <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> you know there's a bit of that isn't there in the Scottish and uh, so I think I'd got a bit of that and then of course uh, I left that lot and um, I've been with this bunch of mongrels from uh, and they're not from I mean the Marillion aren't from anywhere Either because although they're supposed to be an Aylesbury band, no one's from Aylesbury. Rother's was from Whitby. Pete was born in Middlesbrough. Mark was, you know, Dublin via Romford and uh, and the Count was 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 a London boy really. But I think he might have been born. I don't know if he was born in Sheffield, but he got a lot of relatives in Sheffield mostly. Oh, right. But I think he, he he grew he grew up in. Um, Highgate you know sort of fairly posh London um, so there's not there's not an accent amongst the band that I could have
1: appropriated
0: because they they don't really have
1: one that I no not, think none of. of them have actually if you think about mm. it well
0: there's not much of an I don't think there's much of an accent in Aylesbury anyway no. they've, li- they've lived in and around Aylesbury for a while but don't think there's much of an... A- I mean, I, I could stand... be. I could be uh, corrected on this, and do feel free if you're out there um, in Aylesbury listening. If there's an Aylesbury accent, I've not picked up on it. I don't know if there's a bit of a oowar country sort of accent going on, but I, I've not noticed
1: it. I, I think people from Aylesbury may react to that as a suggestion. Yeah,
0: well, let's hope so. It's always good, good. to stir some shit up.
1: Because they're not the Wurzels, are they? No.
0: <laughs> but the, you do start to get a bit of in the in Swindon. Dave Greggs has got a bit of woo are about him.
1: Yeah, Swindon's it's, a bit further over, though, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's a bit well, further. Because I, I think Rothers is very well-spoken.
0: Yes, I guess he is, yeah. I guess. Him, I think he, you know. I don't know. I think he, well, I won't say what I'm thinking.
1: Should we go to should we go to the diary before you offend <laughs> or upset anybody?
0: I'm tired. I'm really tired. Actually. <laughs> these these gigs destroy me. Well um, you put
1: a lot of effort in. Can I just say you put a lot a lot of effort in over the weekend? Well,
0: it's not that it, you know, it's not like I put effort in, I just do what comes naturally, but but they do completely destroy me. <laughs> Afterwards, when I, you know, the following morning or even two days down the line, as I'm sort of coming coming through it, I do think, God, have I been, you know, hit by a bus? Uh, so I am a little bit, I'm, I'm a bit tired and uh, a bit weary physically, um, but I've, you know, I'm in the rosy glow of of a job well done because everyone had a great time. I sang very well, and I I wouldn't say that if I hadn't. Um, someone said I've got what was it? it? Said you've got Benjamin Button for a voice. Mm. Uh, somebody said, and I think I am singing better than I was years ago, which is a bit bit counterintuitive, isn't it? But but I do seem to be.
1: Mm. I would I would second that. I thought you were superb over the weekend. You know? Thank you. Not not that I want it to go to your head, but I did think you were pretty special.
0: Well I mean if yeah. I've got I've got plenty to go to my head. If it goes to my head it'll it'll only put, put on the thinnest veneer compared to the four feet of ebony that's already on there from various other people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well let's 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 go to the diary particularly as you've read it and you know what's coming I do and I have it's a bloody first isn't it Yeah I mean,
0: every now and again I even remember it happening I mean not much <laughs> but some of it you know So I will let's go immediately let's not pass go let's go immediately to San Francisco de Matorral and a casino in the uh, foothills of the Andes Friday 19th of October, San Francisco de Motazal, Chile Woke up, put the kettle on and Skyped home again before going down to breakfast Went through the same difficult ritual of getting milk, neither hot or skimmed While every variation arrived first And ate muesli and drank dodgy coffee before returning to my room Spent much of the rest of the morning and much of the afternoon composing a long email to a guy in Los Angeles who had criticised my knowledge of the Middle East and thought our song Gaza to be one-sided and factually suspect. He had emailed twice, both times in a courteous and fairly respectful way, and so I had been meaning to reply. It took a while to get the thing balanced and backed up with figures, but the more I looked at it, the more comfortable I was to send it. The statistics of the injured and dead alone put Israel on very dodgy ground morally. I ended up by attaching the Israeli Foreign Ministry's stats and rested my case. Sound checks soon beckoned, and we went back over the car park to the casino building, where Frenchie showed us to a room which was the kind of room Pinochet would have had a birthday party in. Maybe he even did. Don't know if it's old enough. Like a stateroom in a palace. Huge thick carpet, obviously designed and bespoke for the room. At least 12 huge crystal chandeliers, spheres made up of hundreds of crystal drops. Pale cream walls with ornate mirrors, very clean. Not very rock and roll, in fact, not remotely. I'm told tickets for tonight's show start at $200 a pop. Blimey, Paolo must be bankrolling the tour with this one. Well, fair enough. It can't have been cheap to put this tour together. Sound check was pretty straightforward. The cricket bat was double triggering a lot, so now I'll put the thing on a lead and it worked a lot better. We spent a bit of time getting cover my eyes and this strange engine together. My voice sounded a bit rough. I must have got carried away at the excellent Santiago gig last night. It was great to be able to walk back over to the hotel and relax. I Skyped Lynetta again and said night-night. Spent another hour on my Palestine-Israel email and then chilled a bit before returning for the show. What a weird one. It was hard to really get myself up for it. I feel uneasy doing gigs for people with loads of money or worse, charging people who haven't loads of money loads of money to see us play. The room felt so decadent. It wasn't quite so bad with the lights off but you could tell that some of the people felt that they'd bought us. One guy came up to the stage and was thrusting an album at me to sign while I was actually singing. I couldn't be too indignant. I get the feeling that the Chileans are simply naive about this stuff. He thought I'd sign it. I kept waving him away. I could tell that the hardercore fans were at the back, mostly stage left, celebrating in the shadows, silhouetted beyond my view. What was interesting was that as the show progressed, I watched the people at the front slowly lose themselves in it too. It was good to watch. We encored with this strange engine first, and then no one can, which seems to go down really well here, followed by Garden Party. That did it. Everyone was up, and we finished the night at a similar energy level, on a smaller scale, as Santiago. Phew, what a relief. I did the photos and autographs and returned to my room for another bubble bath. Very nice. Saturday, 20th of October, San Francisco de Montazal. Day off. A real day off. Not travelling, not doing interviews, an actual day off. Bliss. I had a lie-in until Elle texted to say she'd been waiting ages to speak to me, then rolled out of bed and Skyped home. Went down to breakfast to do the cold milk, not skimmed thing again. They brought me it hot. Had muesli and coffee while people kept coming up asking to have their photograph taken with me. Don't get up. It's okay. Carry on eating your breakfast. I'll just crouch down here. Your show last night was amazing, etc. Anywhere else in the world I might have got arsy about it, but the Chileans have this good-humoured, unpretentious naivety, a naturalness that it seems only natural to respond to, er, naturally. I finished my muesli and took my now cold milk to my room so I could put the kettle on and make an escafé, and then I thought I'd ask for an ironing board and an iron, called reception and waited five minutes until they answered the phone. When they eventually did, I asked for an iron and an ironing board. I was met with a confused silence. Then they put me on hold. And then someone came on who spoke English. An iron and an ironing board. We'll send one right away. Right now, the bellboy is checking out his spot carefully in my room mirror. I called to ask for another iron. The one they sent me doesn't get hot. So they sent him to see. I showed him that it was broken, but instead of leaving to get another one, he made a phone call to reception. It took them ages to answer again, and he had a conversation in Spanish. Then he said they will bring another, but he hasn't left. He appears to be waiting for something. I thought I might as well write this down, as it's quite strange, and therefore quite interesting.' Now he is standing quietly against the inner closed door to my room. I think he's reading his mobile phone. How odd. I've been trying to iron my shirt now for over an hour. At four o'clock I will go down to reception, as it's been arranged for me to go round a vineyard. I particularly like Chilean Merlot, so maybe I can buy a nice bottle. Well, the Chilean vineyard trip was most pleasant. A young chap called Hector made the tour and told us all about winemaking. Lots of details and stats which I can't retain. My enduring memory will be that they put egg whites in the cement mixture when they built the cellars. Apparently this lends a slightly elastic quality to the brick-built cloisters, which helps them to remain standing during earthquakes, which are common in Chile. The other one was that they used a helicopter to dry the dew from the grapevines because the sun damages them if it hits them when they are wet. Now that's extravagant. Niall came to and took a couple of comedy shots of me trying to look tipsy among the barrels. At the end, we had a bit of a tasting. I thought it was okay, but it was a Cabernet Sauvignon and I prefer the Merlot. So I bought a bottle to take back. We were also made a gift of the wine glass, which says Santa Rita on it, the name of the vineyard. Now how the hell am I going to get that home? After the tour, I sat out on a bench for a few minutes, gazing at the landscape. It must be amazing here on a summer's evening, relaxing in the evening air and gazing up at the hills. We returned in the van to the hotel, and I met up with Mark in the bar. There's a nice roof terrace to sit out on, but he seemed to prefer being inside, and it was getting a bit chilly, if you pardon the pun. We had a half and then a pisco sour, the local poison, before I returned to my room to write the diary. Elle called again at ten. She was up late after having girlfriends round for the evening. Said they'd been dancing to a disco CD she'd found. I can't imagine her and her girlfriends dancing round our kitchen. I said good night, then went to bed myself, feeling lonely. Cheered up when I found the Man United Stoke game on the ESPN channel. It had a Spanish commentary with that bloke who shouts "Go!" For 20 seconds, every time someone scores. I'm glad they don't do that in England. We won four two, and we're back. Yay! That wasn't a very good yay, was it? It was a bit half harsh You can tell I'm tired. We can have another go if you like. <laughs> Second inferior. pass at it. It was an inferior. Bye. Yeah, have, have, have another, another go. Crack. right, I'll okay. put myself into this one.
1: Okay. And we're back. Okay, well, t- tell you what. Let's do a third, and then let's get a vote as to which is the best of the three. So this is the third one coming up, folks. And then just for the, all those purples, give us a vote out of the three. You ready? Yep. And we're back. Bye. So if you're Welsh, you're going to love the last one. I won't lie to you. We're back. That's brilliant, actually. <laughs> well, before we get on to a quick diary question, uh, this came up in conversation with, with one of the many purples I met her over the weekend. Do you think hmm. we should record a new intro? <laughs> <laughs> what? Is it wearing thin after well, 160 episodes? It sounded <laughs> as fresh as a daisy up to 154. <laughs> <laughs> You see, the times
0: are changing, Ant. that's what it is. The times—they are mm. a changing.
1: They are a changing. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, we could record a new intro. Well, well it's got great charm. That intro, has not it? With the I like it. And the, yeah, the same as shame. Yeah, it's yeah. all right then, let's not let's not bother. It's a bit like whoever said, "Isn't it time we changed the voice of this this flight announcer in Rio?" And somebody went, yeah, yeah, he's wearing a bit thin, isn't he? I mean, what a disaster changing that! Yeah, but there we are. It yeah. has gone no, now. It's got it's got a more normal one now. If you go, and it's it makes my heart weep.
1: Yeah, because we were talking about that when you did the diary entry.
0: Yeah, the
1: next
0: flight to Monte Video leaves from Gate. One hundred and twenty one. Can't put a price on that. You can't.
1: You in absolutely fact, can't.
0: In fact, if I ever get out of rock and roll, I might offer myself up.
1: <laughs> and what about the voiceovers? <laughs> I don't think there would be a lot of takers for either. But there we are. Right, back to diary, because I've got two mm. questions on diary. Mm. Uh, and and obviously the second one is about your tooth. But the first one, the first <laughs> one. So that email you spent a long time writing to the mm. person who contacted you about Gaza. Mm. How often do you do something like that then? is that Was that a, a fairly unique thing? Or do you often reply to people when they pose a question like that? No, I
0: don't. I very rarely I very rarely do, but Gaza was different, you know. It was a hot topic. Um, A lot of people were going to get upset about Gaza, and I knew that while we were working on the song, while we were recording it, it was a nightmare song, because I was thinking, I've got to get this completely right, and I've got to be able to stand by every syllable of it, because if I can't... Um, then I've got no right, we've got no right to put it out at all. Um, so then you know, so much more work went into that song than, than I would normally have to put in because it wasn't just a case of you know, feeling like I'd, I'd written a good, good, good lyric and you know, get the scansion right, getting the feeling, getting the honesty right, and all of that, which is. What what I always put a lot of effort into. I I I had to have, I had to. The thing had to justify. Oh, hang on a second. There's uh, <laughs> some twat going by on a motorbike. Um, it had to be factually correct, you know, and it it had to be morally right, and it, it had not it had not to be a bit of naive romantic you know, oh, here's a naive romantic protest song. It, it had to be real. And so I put a lot into that. And then, of course, and I knew that once it came out, there'd be trouble. And there was. And as I've said before, interestingly, the people who got most upset about Gaza were the people geographically furthest away from it. Mm. Um so there was a couple of there was a couple of Jews in France who got very very irate about it there was a handful in in America there was nobody in the Middle East you know um, cuz i think they all got it and they could kind of see that that wherever their sympathies lie what i'd written was fairly true you know, if you were a kid growing up in that place, you were in a tough situation, you know, a really tough situation. And uh, it ain't right. And they asked, you know, they, the State of Israel and the, and its soldiers does stand on the necks, both metaphorically and literally, of the Palestinians. And that's, you can't argue with that. It's, it goes on and it's going on. It's going on, whether it's reported in the news daily or not, it's going on daily and, and and worse, you know. And people are having their houses bulldozed at dawn daily, houses that they've lived in that were built on land that they own. Um, I mean, unimaginable things are going on there. And, yes, um People are throwing rockets from the Gaza Strip into Israel occasionally, but but they're always reported as rockets, as though they're, you know, cruise missiles or something, and they're not. They're barely more than bloody fireworks. You know, these, these things drop and they'll take the wing off a car. They very, very rarely kill anybody. They very rarely, if ever, destroy a building. I'm not saying that if you're sitting in um, a certain area of, of Israel, it's not going to be scary to know these things are coming in your direction. Yes, it is scary, and yes, they do have air raid shelters that they go to when the sirens go off. But if you compare the carnage that comes Israel's way, which is not not a great deal, to the utter carnage that Israel then unleashes... Um, on the Gazans, you know, buildings completely destroyed, families wiped out, wives, you know children, collateral damage. We, you know, oh, we were dropping this intelligent missile on, on, on this com- commander. We decided he was the commander and maybe they'd, maybe their intelligence was right. But well, they don't have any qualms about wiping out his wife and kids while they're at it, and the wife and kids or the neighbours, maybe, or any you know anyone unfortunate to live close to. So, it's extremely one-sided what's going on there, and and that's all I was really trying. It, but I didn't even say that in the song. I just said this this situation isn't right, and it's awful. Um and i didn't I didn't propose a solution to it either. I didn't say, "Oh, it's all your fault or it's your fault but the the people furthest away from it were the most upset. I mean, I had people saying saying to me, "Well, Palestine doesn't even exist. Palestine doesn't exist as a country. Palestinians don't exist. they just call themselves that you know hello." Is that like English, you know, is that like England doesn't exist and we call ourselves English? You, you can argue that of anybody. You know, at the end of the day, we've got a planet. None of the nation states truly exist. You know, none of these flags we wave or these, these names we give ourselves, ex- you know, exist. We're just creatures living on a planet in the final analysis so so trying to argue the toss with me over whether or not palestine exists and whether or not palestinians are people you know if if they, if they feel themselves that they're palestinians and that they are people who the fuck are you to argue with them
1: at the end of the day it's all a construct and and to say some construct is more relevant or more legitimate than another construct Particularly if you say, "Well, it it's more legitimate because it's just been there a bit longer," or X, Y, or Z makes no sense whatsoever. It stands up to no form of scrutiny. I don't think you know any
0: any half decent rabbi in a synagogue would preach to his congregation that Palestine doesn't exist and Palestinians don't exist. You know, so where. Where people start getting ideas like that from, I really don't know. But then we do now live in a world where truth is, you know, if it's inconvenient, you just change it.
1: Mm. Indeed. But
0: yeah, it all it all came from a long way away from from where the problem is, and and so. As I said in the diary, the 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 guy that got on my case on that occasion was respectful, and he was rational, and you know, he he wasn't in any way abusive. He was just pointing out that I was uh, I'd got everything wrong, and it was factually incorrect, and um, you know, he was trying to make out like I just wasn't very bright, and I'd written some romantic nonsense, and so I, I had to take issue with that. And I had I'd spent quite a lot of time constructing that email, you know, in order for it to be more or less irrefutable by the time he'd read it. And I think it must have been because he didn't reply to it. <laughs> and he'd have been back like a shot if he could have p- picked any holes in it. So I think it shut him up. Mm.
1: But then, of course, there's the whole subject of whether you shoot you should or you shouldn't put superglue on your teeth.
0: Yeah, well, my jury's out on that. I would say there's probably a powerful argument for not ingesting a lot of superglue. Um, but if you can squeeze a fair amount of superglue into your mouth without swallowing it, <laughs> or gluing your jaws together, which is, could also be a problem, um, if you can do that, then there's a powerful argument. Having a go And um, we did have a monitor man Who fell over some tram lines In Hanover once And broke his, broke all his teeth off You know, his real teeth Not not veneers or um, Cosmetic stuff But his actual teeth And he super glued them back in And that was admirable um, He was Welsh actually He was, he was hard um, So super gluing half a veneer on seems a bit namby-pamby by comparison so i had a go and i did i did manage to glue it on it didn't stay on long though so uh, i you know it's tricky it's tricky um gluing things on your teeth getting it get getting them kind of dry enough is tricky (laughs) and then And rough enough, you know. You're gonna dry them and rough them up a bit you know, before you glue anything on. Um, in the end, I think I think it fell off, and I gave up. And I, I did the rest of the tour with with a veneer missing, which was which felt well weird. You, it's funny how your mouth gets used to a feeling.
1: <laughs> you didn't. You didn't sort of whistle a bit, did you, when you were talking? Because <laughs> you had a gap. <laughs>
0: No. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> but I know exactly what you're trying to imply.
1: <laughs> just you know. Just so just as a just as a kind of a final wrap up for one six one, which has been a really interesting episode, one I shall remember for a long time. <laughs> what what we've arrived at after all hmm. of those challenges is on the balance of the evidence we have, you probably shouldn't put super glue in your mouth.
0: Well, I tell you what you shouldn't do, and I still do it because some people live and learn, and some people only live and live. Um, I do still try and open sachets of Nescafe with my teeth from time to time. So I've learned nothing. You shouldn't do that because it does um, it does cause more pressure on you than you'd imagine, and you can easily. Um, I mean, I op- <laughs> opened that cheese with my teeth and the entire tooth broke off at the beginning of the lockdown. Um, so you'd have thought I would have learnt not to have even tried to do that, but I still did it because I'm an idiot.
1: Mm. Can't learn you nothing, can we?
0: I think I've got this, you know, on, 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 on,
1: You're not fighting for the word bellend, are you?
0: <laughs> undercurrent. Was it undercurrent? It might be an undercurrent. I've got this undercurrent of a feeling that I'm indestructible, and of course I'm not. But because I've kind of got a sort of subconscious suspicion of that, I do. I do things that I probably wouldn't stand up to much scrutiny. Occasionally,
1: that was beautifully put. Let's leave it there because it was beautifully put. <laughs> that was the that. that was the that was the nice definition of bellend. Yes, there was
0: was the best was the best shine I could put on my bellend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need a new cloth. <laughs> <laughs> Have we finished yet? (laughs) We have now, you've said that. Thanks for listening to the Corona Diaries. It featured Steve Hogarth with the insights and me, Ant Short, with the questions. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider subscribing and maybe leaving a review as this will help others find it. You could even share with other like minded souls, should the mood take you. This has been an A Short Stories production.